the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to His Life Revealed with Pastor Todd Granger of His Life Fellowship in San Antonio, Texas. We're glad you've chosen to join us today. Our passion at His Life Ministries is to help believers know Him and show Him. So we keep it simple. It's just about Jesus. Our prayer is that the Holy Spirit will make His truth plain to you so you can walk in freedom and enjoy the life of union that God has designed for you to live. And now, here's Pastor Todd. Well, I'm going to take a little break from James, and we're going to talk about standing in truth. You know, the uh, psalmist said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. You are the house of the Lord. Coming together into the assembly of the beloved is something that secures and reassures And gives us a sense of family, of security, of warmth. Not every fellowship is the same. But those fellowships that are so dominated by the Spirit of God in the lives of those that are represented there will present to you Jesus. And Jesus is what we need to see. Jesus is our Savior. Not just eternally, but in the day-to-day living of life. Many people are dealing with all kinds of issues right now. They're looking for a safe place. Fear and uncertainty seems to grip a lot of the American people, but it also grips a lot of Christian people. And that should never be. Because there's never been a more certain people than the children of God. We shouldn't allow the instability of the environment around us, be it disease or virus, be it political instability, whatever it is, to bring us or shake us and pull us into fear and uncertainty. And you know why a lot of people are uncertain and fearful is because they see in their minds and in their eyes their lives are being taken. Their lives are being threatened. Their lives are under some kind of threat, either from a political party or from some kind of virus. Their lives are being, being literally stifled and changed. What we call life when I was growing up and what you may have called life in your growing up is totally changing for us. But I'm not talking about true life. I'm talking about external living. Jesus said, I've come that you might have what? Life. And that you might have it to the full, to the abundance. There's an abundance to be had here. He also said, 
He spreads a table before us in the presence of our enemies. Well, let me tell you something. This world is our enemy. So God has spread for us a banquet. It is literally a banquet that invites us through faith and through, through the situations that we face. We are provoked to faith. And in faith, we get the nurture of the Lord. In faith, we believe Him to secure us. In faith, we believe Him to strengthen us to stand. In faith, we don't believe the yellow eyes, the howling. We don't believe the birds and the the things that are around us to be a threat to life. We already know that our life is secure and immovable in God. Nothing will take that from us. The problems that we see and more seem to threaten every vestige of what we thought would be our way of life. There is an assault on the souls of believers to drive them into fear and despair. The truth is that we have become comfortable and that we as believers have forgotten what it is to stand or live by faith. It's a time to reawaken our determination, to stand against the oppression of the enemy, to embrace hope, to put on the armor of God, to be bold in the face of the adversaries of truth. We have nothing to fear. There are no threats posed to us. They may take your body and they will only do that as God allows them. But you're as secure as Christ himself. And nothing and nobody of created means can take your life from you. The truth is never diminished. But we stand in what we believe, don't we? What do we believe about how we are protected? What do we truly believe about our God? Did you know the size and strength of your God will determine how big a threat your enemy is? Think about that. The size and strength of your God will determine how big a threat your enemy is. I like to use the example of David's approach to Goliath. I'm sure most of you are familiar with the story. The question is, was David looking at the same Goliath that the armies of Israel were looking at? Yeah, he was. No, he wasn't. Not really. Why was one frozen in fear and the other empowered with courage? What was the difference? When the men of Israel saw Goliath, they were greatly afraid. They measured their strength with Goliath and they lost heart. They were not reckoning in the true strength of Israel. Israel's strength was never in its army. It was never in its king. It was in its God. David said to Saul, he, Goliath, has defied the armies of the living God. The enemy that is Goliath had the armies of Israel living in defeat, fear, and despair with little more than taunts, lies, and threats. There was no battle going on. Israel was forced to live in shame and fear because they were reckoning in the strength of their army and their king And not in their God. It was not David that defeated Goliath. It was the God of David. How big is your God? 1 Samuel 17.45 reads, Then said David to the Philistine, You come to me with a sword, 
a spear, and a javelin. But I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the ranks of Israel, whom you have defiled. You are the children of the living God. You are, if you know him. The victory has been won. But the question is, whose strength are you standing in? Ephesians 6.11 Put on God's armor, the armor of a heavy-armed soldier, which God supplies, that may be able successfully to stand up against all strategies and the deceits of the devil. All. What would that include? All strategies. You know, the issue is that when we're confronted in life with things that we can't think our way out of, that we can't shoulder our way through, when we're confronted with things that overwhelm us, we seem to believe that we're the only ones in life that have ever had to face anything of that magnitude. We need to go back and look at the scripture. It says that you may be able to stand up against all the strategies And the deceits of the devil. We are under attack. But what is at stake is your participation in the victory of Christ. Not your winning the victory of Christ. He already did it. But your participation in the victory of Christ. If I could sum this up in three words, they would be appropriate the truth. The enemy is defeated. And is restricted to deception, taunts, and lies. Satan will never regain what he has lost. Did you hear me? He will never regain what he has lost. Colossians 2.15 God disarmed the principalities and powers that were ranged against us and made a bold display and a public example of them in triumphing over them in him and in it the cross. Satan has no power over us. We're not of this world, are we? We stand in the victory of our God over sin and death and the world. That's his victory that we're in. We are wearing the armor of a victor, the armor of the Messiah, the armor of the deliverer. This armor is the apparel of victory. It's not covering weakness. It's covering the new creation child of God. But there is a war being waged against the truth. The truth of that victory. And it is a spiritual battle. Ephesians 6.12 tells us, For we are not wrestling with flesh and blood, contending only with physical opponents. But against the despotisms, against the powers, against the master of the spirits who are the world rulers of this present darkness. Against the spirit forces of wickedness in the heavenly supernatural sphere. That's the war we're, in, we're a party to right now. Now if you look at the beginning of this verse, he says, for we are. That's Now the struggle that is going on moment by moment. That is present tense. We are. The assault is continuous. You don't avoid it by ignoring it. It is constantly coming against you. This is not a power struggle. God has put everything under the feet of Jesus. This is actually a truth struggle. 
We live this life by faith, but faith must have an object, and the battle is about who or what the object of our faith will be. This determines how we will think and what we will believe about our God and ourselves. Second Corinthians chapter 10 verses 3 through 5 says, For we walk, live in the flesh. We are not carrying on our warfare according to the flesh and using mere human weapons. Now notice we are carrying on a warfare and it's personal. For the weapons of our warfare are not physical weapons of flesh and blood, but they are mighty before God for the overthrow and destruction of strongholds. Now, I talked about strongholds last week. A stronghold is a place where we have a history of yielding to the lies of the enemy, and they occupy ground that is not theirs. And this is how they're torn down. We come back to 2 Corinthians Chapter 10 and verse 5. Inasmuch as we refute arguments and theories and reasonings and every proud and lofty thing that sets itself up against the true knowledge of God and we lead every thought and purpose away captive into the obedience of Christ, the Messiah, the anointed one. Here Paul reveals where the true battle is taking place and what the enemy is fighting for. He is fighting the knowledge of God. That's what he's fighting. Everything Everything in your mind that draws you back to truth, everything in your thinking that would establish you in truth, everything in your daily walk, in your daily doing, the, the moorings of truth, prayer, Bible study, the assembly of the righteous, whatever it is that will provoke you to truth, the enemy has got an agenda to keep you from it. Now, it's got nothing to do with winning the war. He's already lost the war. God God has already put him under his feet. Now, here's the thing. The enemy can't take you from God. He cannot take the victory that Jesus has already won. He cannot steal victory that Jesus has given to you and conferred upon you. All he can do is distract you with the failings of flesh. All he can do is keep you busy trying to manage the flesh and so distracted with the flesh of others that you do not see the victory that you're living in. And that's his desire. And it starts with a thought. A pattern of thinking. You see, this is not a passive war. We can't just read our daily bread once a day and walk away and believe that we're grounded enough to take on the enemy. We have to begin every day walking with him, reaffirming over our soul that he is with us, walking in this truth of faith, allowing the word of God to affirm faith in us, constantly looking to see God's activity around us, living in the truth that he holds us, that he keeps us, and that our appetite is for him and him alone. If you don't walk in that, if you don't embrace that, if you don't make that your own way of living, then guess what? You're not gaining ground. You're losing ground in terms of your ability to cope with this world. 
and despair and hopelessness is at your door. Here Paul reveals the truth of the battle. Recognizing that we are clothed in the armor of God. All of those things named in the armor of God, he's already set upon you. You have that shield of faith that is supposed to extinguish the fiery darts of the enemy that are constantly coming at you. He wouldn't have given you that shield if it wasn't true. You have the sword of the Spirit. You have the helmet of salvation. You have the belt of truth. You have all of those things. None of those things do you have to go out and get or pray God will send to you. Every one of them is yours. The difference is that a man who's a coward can run from the battle with armor on and a man who is confident in courage can stand in the battle with armor on. We don't want to be cowards. We want to stand in faith. Recognize we're clothed in the armor of God. We stand in His victory. And you know what? You know what that is? That is all part of renewing the mind. You remember that? He calls us to renew the mind. Why do you think He did that? Because it needs to be renewed. That's why. How often does it need to be renewed? Well, I don't know. Let's look at Ephesians chapter 4, verse 23. And be constantly renewed in the spirit of your mind, having a fresh mental and spiritual attitude. How often? Constantly. You know why? It's the undertow of the flesh, of the temporal world, of the things around us, the sing-song of the wicked over the internet, over the medium of television. However you hear it, you hear it. Over the radio. Listen, I don't want to hear anything but truth. I really don't. You're a child of God. You know what you have an appetite for? Truth. You know why some of you are absolutely sick to your stomach? You've been eating out of the wrong pail. You're swallowing the lies of the enemy. You're allowing it to distort your perceptions and and your understandings of who God is. In the face of all that this country has faced, you would think God is really small, wouldn't you? That somehow he has abdicated his sovereignty to all of the will of man and to the random attack of a disease. Do you think that's true? As children of God, we walk with confidence in a sovereign God who loves us and we will not yield our ground. We will stand in truth or we will crumble in despair. Take the truth of your union with Christ into your soul, mind, will, and emotions that you may be constantly refreshed and empowered by faith. This is living in faith, by faith. Do you hear me? Living in faith, by faith. That's right. Faith always comes before we can participate in life. It takes faith to participate in life. Now that participation is experiential is what I'm talking about. But you entered into it by faith, and you've got to live it by faith. We live this life by faith. So faith comes before life. If you're missing life, guess what else you're missing? Faith. Exactly. 
Do not let the enemy convince you that the victory is dependent on your fight against man or political powers or some kind of war of doctrine or religion. If you reduce this battle to one to be fought in the flesh, you will never be able to move against the enemy. He's already won against the flesh. You will be like the armies of Israel, denying the source of your victory and measuring your flesh against whatever you believe the enemy to be. Have you ever done that? We are standing against the organized enemies of truth by standing in the truth. That's how we stand. Ephesians 4.15 Rather let your lives lovingly express truth in all things, speaking truly, dealing truly, living truly, enfolded in love. Let us grow up in every way and in all things into him who is the head, even Christ the Messiah, the anointed one. How are we to live? In truth. How are we to think? In truth. How are we to express ourselves? In truth. You see, we are never supposed to depart from truth. Because truth is the way. Truth is the life. Truth is the components of all that you need to live this life in victory. And I can tell you that all of the distortions of this world, all of the twisted thinking that might come against you, even from your own mind, the things, the perceptions that you have harbored for so many years, all of the ideas that the enemy has planted in your thinking, you will never get beyond those chains until you embrace the fullness of truth. And you know what that requires? That is saying that I don't care what my emotions say. I don't care what this world says. I don't care what my history says. I don't care what I see with my eyes or hear with my ears. I will walk in the truth of my God according to his word. The enemy is assaulting truth through fear Doubt, lies, and deceit. And the battlefield is where? In the mind. In the mind. And we could spend weeks and months discussing all the various ways the enemy seeks to deceive and ensnare us. However, each one of us have been and will be assaulted in a way that is tailor-made for our flesh. You ever wonder why... The things that bother you most don't bother some folks. They don't even tempt some folks. Because the enemy's not interested in working with some folks when he's working on you. He's working on your appetite. He's working on deceiving your mind. He's working on leading you astray. And you know what? You are defenseless if you step out of truth, if you surrender yourself. For the one you surrender to, to him you have become a slave. The enemy only has the ground that you surrender to him. And it doesn't even belong to him. He is going to hit you in the area where you believe you are strong and tempt you to stand in your own strength. Or he may get you to focus on your weakness and failure so that he can keep you wrapped up in condemnation and or unbelief. Some of you may be sitting there thinking, well, you know, I, I, I've never been much good at standing in truth and I've got all this baggage behind me. And, you know, I, I'm not sure what, you know, preacher, what you're talking about standing. Let me tell you real quickly what we're talking about here. Are you a child of God? 
then you are standing in truth. Appropriate it. Live in the truth of it. This is not about moving you from here to there. This is about you realizing where you're at and begin to live in the truth of it. When Jesus saved you, he took captivity captive. He took all of the chains that went to the grave with the old man that was you. All the sin and all of the issues that separated you from a holy God went into that same grave and were consumed there. And He raised you up in victory. A new creation. Never again to wear the chains of sin. Never again to be accused before God. Never again to be stained by sin. Your behavior no longer defines you. Your birth defines you. Who you were born into and you were born into Christ. That is exactly who you are now. And the only chains you wear are the chains that you have put on you. Give up that jewelry. It's not yours. Live in truth. Live in victory. The goal for Satan is still the same. It is anything but Jesus. It's anything but Jesus. I don't care what it is. It can even be church. Anything but Jesus. Thank you for joining us for His Life Revealed with Pastor Todd Granger. This program is the radio ministry of His Life Fellowship in San Antonio, Texas. If you'd like to know more about us, visit us on the web at hislifeministries.org or on Facebook at His Life Fellowship. We would love to have you join us for worship. We meet on Saturdays at 5 p.m. at 1307 Blanco Woods at the corner of Blanco Road and Blanco Woods just inside Loop 1604. Also, if you would like to help support this ministry, you can send your tax-deductible donation to His Life Ministries, P.O. Box 1894, Bernie, Texas, 78006. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.